This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with two full-blown kids. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, wake up! You're having a scheduling nightmare. Plus, Biz is quarantined, Teresa is left to pick up all the pieces, and we talked to Jennifer Trigg about the absurdity of parenting norms. Woo! Oh my goodness, there's an extra woo in here today because we are have a special little guest, Katie Bell. Hello. Hello. Yay. Katie Bell, I'm going to actually start with you because you're our special guest who's not in school for our teacher <laughs> conference day. Mm-hmm. Katie Bell, yes. how are you? Good. And you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I thought you might like to share with our our listeners a little about the project that you have decided to work on. And dedicate my entire life to. Yes. Okay. So I uh, recently learned how to finger crochet. Uh-huh. I can also crochet on the needle, but it's really difficult for me. So I've been trying to beat the record, the Guinness World Record, for the longest crochet chain which yeah. currently yeah what's the current record the current record is about 123 feet long which is a lot you'd think but it's not even close to my what my goal is 81 miles 81 uh-huh. miles now this is my favorite thing i kind of go in and out of remembering that she's working on this yes. and to be honest because i am a parent i sometimes think She's probably not working on this, mm-hmm. but she is at school. Tell everybody how you guys figure out how long it is. Tell, like, like I want you to visualize how you st- stretch that thing out. Yeah. Okay, so first I rolled it up into a ball, like a large yarn ball kind of. Mm-hmm. Note that this, I'm already on my second ball of yarn mm. with making this. So yes. You know. It takes I like six I feel like feet. if you're going to go to 81 miles, you're going to be using several up balls of yarn. Of oh, um, of speaking yarn. of which, me and so, uh, a teacher at my school, we did the math, and it's going to cost me over $28,000 to buy <laughs> okay. all that yarn. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to get that money. Somebody's going to have to do a lot of jobs around the house. <laughs> oh, believe me, I do. Is, um, can I ask a question? Yes. Is finger crocheting that thing that you do with that little wooden tool that has the little metal spikes and you kind of like wrap them around and stick your finger through or is it something else no that's okay not it's like it. a french it's called a all you, something wait, I can't it, it just it's it just with your finger it's and just yarn. With your all finger you need is finger and got yarn it. got it <laughs> any finger and yarn and so how do you guys are you the only person who can measure it at this stage or do you need help measuring it i definitely need help measuring it probably like so i need Three people to measure it. So when I measure it in after school class, I have it's weaving and yarn arts because it's too distracting in normal class. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I do is put one end of my crochet chain, the one that I start, the end that I started at, and I put it at the very far end of the classroom, and someone has to hold it there. Mm-hmm. And then someone, um, it's normally me, has to. Take the yarn ball and unravel it, add the classroom around the hall, around some corners, <laughs> and almost all the way back. It's pretty it's impressive. basically like a circle. As I said earlier, yeah. it is over, it's like 120-something feet long. Golly, that's some stick to itness. Wow. I 
may your whole life be an attempt at the world's largest crochet string. May that always be your goal. May you always put your focus it will. into every if I, project. If I, if I die before I finish it, I will, I will want my younger brother, Ellis, who will hopefully <laughs> by that time, I will teach him to crochet. Uh-huh. And I will have him continue it. If not, um, there's a boy named Emerson at my school who I just taught how to crochet, and he's getting really good at it. Excellent. Well, that's really wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that, Katie Bell. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. And congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. That's really a lot of crocheting. Teresa, before I ask you how you are, big announcement. Yep. Maybe you've seen a mysterious video floating around. It's coming. It's coming. The Max Fun Drive is coming. Yep. Okay? Starting it, next week. Next week. Wait, is it? Yes. yes. It's next week. It's next week. Two weeks, yeah. starting next week, the last two weeks of March, Max Fun Drive 2019. This is the one time of year that One Bad Mother gets all of the funding that it gets for the whole year. Yeah, and uh, we always go out of oh, our yeah. way to oh. make those shows the best shows of the year. So we have some really, really good juicy stuff yeah. in store for you guys. So you do not want to miss the next two weeks. They are really, they are really going to be our best shows of the year. Yeah, and we've got lots of other things planned to keep you excited yeah. for the drive and to participate and to keep hanging out with us. So this is your warning <laughs> that you really want to be on social media with us on Instagram or on Facebook or on Twitter or just listening to the podcasts over these like next two weeks. And if you are already a wonderful supporter of One Bad Mother and Maximum Fun, which thank you very much, yep. you will have already received an email from Max Fun with a link to the bonus content. Which every person who donates to Max Fun gets at any level to. gets yeah. access to. And you get access to all the bonus content from past years. But what I want to oh, say yeah. is that this year's bonus episode Ooh. is really special. Yeah. It's it's really special. It's I <laughs> I made Teresa cry. I, yeah, Biz made me cry with this episode. It's um it's basically like one bad mother over the years. <laughs> and Biz just cut this together. It's it's kind of amazing. It's it's a way of you guys kind of like checking out where we started and where we ended up, but at the same time it's basically all bloopers. Yeah. Like it's mo- like there's <laughs> going to be a few things that you will have heard and you'll be like, "Oh yeah, remember when that happened?" But then there's a lot of stuff that's just like us saying weird shit yeah. to each other it's before like all we this, started yeah. recording. All the pre-record yeah. stuff. <laughs> and it's just really, I don't know. I, it's fun. It's I fun. really liked it. It's too. a different kind of show. If you're already a member, you already got access, make sure you find that email for yep. Maximum Fun. If you can't find it and you need help, you yeah. can send an email to donations at MaximumFun.org and they will help you out. Otherwise, once you become a member during the drive, you're going to have access to that too. As well as all the back bonus episodes. Yes. yes. Teresa, you've got to be excited because of all that, but how are you? I'm okay. Um, I... I <laughs> had a crazy weekend this week curtis is starting preschool and so i'm gearing up for that his first like we've been visiting but his first drop off is tomorrow morning so i'll report back on that next week oh my gosh Um, are you you nervous i am not nervous but (laughs) is he nervous 
I don't think he knows what's coming because he's only two, but he likes the school very much. So it's good. It's good. You never want to be at a, you. Don't, you never want to leave your son at a preschool he doesn't like. <laughs> it's good. It's good that's advice. Good advice. So that's happening. And then this morning, just as we're getting you know adjusted to daylight savings time, amazingly got everyone ready and on time. And then the minute I start feeling like things are under control, yeah, just a glass bowl drops uh. and shatters. Uh. Everywhere. Everywhere. Um, the <laughs> tiniest little... I mean, we're going to be wearing shoes in the house for the next few days until yeah. we can, like, really no. mop. Yeah. So that was exciting it's on a like Monday a morning. crescendo yeah. to your weekend. Yes. I'm so sorry. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? I am better than I was. I had the flu. Oh, like, the I'm real so flu. sorry. And I was out. And it was... I, you know, it's not even restful. Even though I slept for many days, mm-hmm. it was like the most painful, Ugh. disjointed, achy, awful sleep. It's the worst. It is the worst. So we're all just, you know, waiting to see who gets the next. Ha, 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 ha. Actually, I will say, Stefan, like, twice said to me, and I was like, he was like, how are you? And I was like, I don't really feel good. Those were like the beginning days. And he was like, yeah, I just, oh, I got to get myself ready so I don't get it or whatever. And I said... I understand what you're saying, but I really feel like that takes attention away from the fact that I'm sick and it makes me feel guilty about being sick. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's not what I mean. Yeah. I know it's not what you mean, yeah. but I need you to stop saying that. Yeah. Right? We'll uh, cross that bridge we'll, if we come to it. Right. Yeah. Let that be a future bridge. Yeah. And with that said, I would like to compliment my partner. It's time. Because he he was great. He just was great. I mean, there was no no superheroes around here, guys. But he just did it. And the whole family was great. Like, everybody, I really actually got to rest. Like, Ellis was really respectful about not coming in and stuff. It was, everybody just did a really good job. So I, I really appreciate the whole family. Because it was a nightmare. Which... I think, ties in nicely to what we're going to talk about today, the nightmare of scheduling. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Scheduling. What a nightmare! <laughs> Before we get into it, we have a child here. Uh-huh. Yeah. We have a sample mm-hmm. audience yep. here to ask a question. So I'm just going to ask you, Katie Bell, mm-hmm. scheduling. You are nine years old. You yes. got things to do, people to see. How places do you, to be. Places to be. How do you get things scheduled? Okay, to confirm, we're talking about playdate scheduling. Sure, playdates, or let's say yeah. it's an activity that you want to be doing. Anytime you have to be somewhere other than school or the house. Yeah, how, or want to be or somewhere. Or want to be somewhere. Yeah. How, besides the grocery store. Right, besides the grocery store. <laughs> how does that, <laughs> right, how does that scheduling, how do you get things scheduled? Okay, it's actually the 
long. It's a more exhausting process than you would think. Okay, <laughs> takes up two, sometimes days. Okay, okay. So the first step, what I always do, let's say when I have a play date with my friend. Sure. I have most of my friends' numbers, mm-hmm. so I'll call my friend and I'll say. Hey, blah, blah, blah. How are you? Blah, 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 blah. Yep. Hey, I was wondering if we could have a play date on blah, blah, blah. And she'll, and he or she will say, uh, yes or no or I don't know. Um, and we'll <laughs> say, and I'll say, okay, we'll talk a little about whatever it is we're scheduling. Sure. The play date in this case. And then we'll talk to our parents about it. We'll be, we'll talk about it like, what day will we be doing it? Um, what time will we be doing it? What plans do you know of? Mm-hmm. Um, so first, my friend will confirm with his or her parents. Mm-hmm. Then I'll confirm. Then I'll take the information from his or her parents, mm-hmm. give it to one of my parents, and then my friend's parent and my parent text slash email each other. Then mm-hmm. we have to discuss what to bring to the play date. Then we have to discuss whose house is whose house the play date has to be in. Then we have to discuss if we're going to be inside or outside. Then we have to discuss how long is the play date, one of the most important parts. Sure. But what I find most challenging about a play date is getting both our moms or dads to mm-hmm. agree, our parents to agree on this. Yes. And then then there's the actual play date. Then you obviously want to schedule another play date. Sure. And then you just go through the process again, and it's really exhausting. More exhausting than you think. You're lucky you aren't kids anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Katie Bell? Yes. That was incredibly insightful. Thank you. Sounds frustrating to be on your end of the scheduling. I know. Yes. I know. I know you know. I know you know that I know that I know. Exactly. That you know. And I know. And with that that said, we are going to kick you out of the booth. I know. Thank you so much for sharing, Katie Bell. Thank you. Very helpful. Thank you. Can I say something that that brought to mind for me? Yes. Like, that legit does sound really frustrating yeah. for kids. Like, that's a big, long process. But, like, at the same time, it's equally as many number of communications yes. that are required for parents. Yeah. And it is. It's just such a... It seems like there just should be an easier way. I mean, I understand, like, in certain communities, yeah. you may have friends on your block yes. where you can you kind of have an arrangement with other parents. Right. And I know that there are people who still live this way. That exists that out still in the world. That exists in the world, not in our community. Or you have multiple family members or team in place to help get kids to and from but different things. What I'm envisioning yeah. about that specific scenario oh, yeah. with the playdates is just that if you have friends who live on your block and yeah. you're nine years old or ten years old or you eleven years old, you can just over. go over. You don't have to even talk about how long you're going to be there because you just play until somebody you can't kicks play you anymore. out. Yeah, yeah. you just literally you wouldn't even plan it. Yeah, you would just go you knock just go on the door and say, "Can, can you can play?" You play? Yeah. yeah, and then you play for yeah. a little bit, and then maybe you go to the other one's house. Yeah, then you come over then there, whatever. Yeah, in fact. Most of the time, you didn't play at somebody's house. You just went and out into the neighborhood, the neighborhood. Yeah. right? Until exactly. you knew it was time to go exactly. home. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's not my neighborhood. That's not my neighborhood either. And <laughs> it's just I, not how it's I, set up. yeah, it's just not how it's set up. Yeah. So that's that's tough. I mean, there is there are just so many communications required, and I sometimes I think about like this is. I mean, I know this is just like an intro to what we're going to yeah. talk about today, but like just the number of communications mm. in my life yeah. with regard to each of my children yeah. is 
exhausting, truly exhausting. It's so many. Yeah. There are so many. And even if you try to simplify it, even if you just say, this is somebody we know, we kind of have a routine. Yeah. Still, it's still, there's still a few back and forths and or checking with your own partner Family. in your house. Yeah. Or their che- you know, there's, there are many little yeah. steps involved with every little bit of scheduling. There is. And like, and, and just uh, while we're on play dates. Yeah. I feel like with there's I feel like I have reached a point where the kids that we are doing play dates with I also really like the parents. Yeah. It's not always that's not always the case no, guys always, and it yeah. shouldn't prevent you know my kids from playing sure. with kids they like. Yeah. But we're in this sort of lucky sweet spot and uh-huh. I think it also has to do with the age and you know of of Katie Bell and her friends is that you know it You've got parents who understand how hard it is to communicate, yeah. right? Like everybody's there. No yeah. one's trying anymore right. to look like they can to do it all. To try to make it seem <laughs> like, easy and yeah. effortless. Yeah. Like things just change constantly. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like that is something that helps yeah, that in helps. that situation. But that's not always the situation. Right. Or you don't really know the parents at all. Yeah. A lot of times the first or second know. time you're wanting to make sure everyone's comfortable. Yeah. And you're wanting to like kind of. Yeah. 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 Just scope it out a little bit and like make sure parents know like what the kids are going to be up to or do they have any. I know. Thing they can't eat or any allergies. Well, or... and I will say this and this is going to be true for all scheduling things we're going to talk about. I don't want to do it. I know. I, like, <laughs> I know. Just in like, I know. Like, I know that I'm supposed to, not even supposed to, I know part of me wants my children to be involved in activities they want to be involved in. Yeah. I know that I want them to be having play dates and doing things. Yeah. But I feel like I've gotten it messed up in my mind somehow that them doing things means I have some time back. Mm-hmm. But it's not because it's driving, yeah. it's sitting, yeah. it's sometimes having to be at the play date depending on how old your kid is. Yep. It's, yeah, it, it, it's not a break. Mm-hmm. It's just more errands. Yeah. And I, it's I, another thing on the calendar for that day. Yeah. That's up to you. That's I know. I, a big I agree. part of this is the juggling. Yes. What do I, what's important to me? Let's what's to important it. to my kid? Yeah. Like, I'm at this point right now where I am about to have three kids in three schools. Oh, my God. I know. And the best, like, Gracie, she's never going to be at the same school as my other kids. Mm-hmm. That We've just acknowledged that. And that's. That's something I am going to have to continually re-accept about yeah. my life because it's one of those things that I just thought when I decided to have three kids yeah. that I would just, well, once they're all in school, yeah. they'll all be in school and we'll take everyone to school and then we'll pick right. everyone up. That's never going to be my life. Right. But, you know, fingers crossed, someday Oscar and Curtis will be in the same yeah. school. That will at least just be two schools instead of three. <laughs> but as of right now, I'm in this place where... Things have spiraled so out of control, like scheduling wise yeah. and just wi- just managing. I do this like calendar now of every week, Sunday night, I like plot out the whole week, yeah. where people need to be when, who's picking up who, who has to be home for who. And I plot it all out. And it's crazy just the way that is without activities. Yeah, we I have would- like a few yeah, therapy that's just appointments. The pick up. Those and are the just basics. Schools, school and like a few therapies. Yeah. And that's 
the base. Beyond, it's, that's it's like the it's, base. And I'm cooked. Yeah. I mean, I am cooked. That's really. not even the extras. Yeah. That's the base. Exactly. That's the first layer of paint. Yes. And it looks good enough. Yes. Yeah. Have you had to actually start? I have to start doing it literally by hand. Mm-hmm. I have gone through a variety of calendars to uh-huh. get the one in which I can look at it and see. Because, like, mm-hmm. online... I can never. I do a spreadsheet. Yeah. Oh, I do a spreadsheet. Yeah, that's I, good. I hand type it yeah. into the spreadsheet. spreadsheet. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't that's use it. Ca- I mean, I have a calendar. Yeah. But I take the calendar and I look at it and then I plot it out on a spreadsheet so I can just see everything for the whole week in one place. It's a fucking business. It is. What the fuck? It's a business. Sorry, women. <laughs> you can't get paid for being a parent and men who are stay at home. I'm just like historically speaking. Yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah, but then it's also like, you know, activities are important. Yes. And like playdates, I really, they're so important. Like there are, these things are also important. But, um, and I find that I am constantly either trying to phase back Mm -hmm. our commitments or I'm constantly thinking, uh, we're not doing anything. Like none of my kids are signed up for anything. Yeah. Like so and so needs to still learn how to swim, and so and so still like wants to learn more about X, Y, or Z. Like you know, like there's all these things that I feel are actually important. Yeah, and some of them do make a difference when you start. Yeah, I had a very good friend of mine over a couple weekends ago, and over the course of, we haven't spent time together in a while, her kids are the same age as Oscar and Curtis, and over the course of the hanging out together, I pieced together (laughs) that they're doing, like, each kid has, like, at least three activities outside of school slash And she and her husband are, like, managing all of that stuff. And, like, they have a lot of energy. They're go-getters. Like, you know, and their kids are into it. Their kids have a lot of energy. And it's, like, working for them. And that's great. And I was trying to not, like, stab myself in the heart judgment-wise because I was just like, wait. And I even said to her, I said, wait, you're also doing gymnastics? (laughs) Like, wait, you're also doing – wait, you are already – well, I was like, well, let me know if you're going to do swimming. Yeah. Oh, you're already doing swimming? Oh, you're doing competitive – okay. Like, there's just – I know. And she's like – and I said, that's a lot. And she's like – yeah, I guess that is kind of a lot, you know? And yeah. I was like, and I was thinking to myself, but I don't want to put that on her. Like, oh, you're, because yeah. there's also this like whole thing about like, you're, we're overscheduling our right. children and stuff. And I don't, like, they're doing. It may not be the case. That, it may not be the right. case. That I'm going to let them do what they're yeah. doing. And meanwhile, <laughs> I'm going to sit here and try to get everyone to school on time. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. I agree. Okay. Because. I find to, that to be, like, I don't, I mean, I, I, I got the two, mm-hmm. and I got one who's very easy to schedule. Yeah. I can schedule her, I'll guess which one it is, it's guys. Not, yeah. It's the one who was it's just one, in here. It sounds like she's got it under control. She's got it. She, <laughs> she can knows. set her own, her own schedule. <laughs> and I actually feel bad yeah. because I don't have her signed up for fucking anything, uh-huh. except for like an after school thing. Uh-huh. And that's, like, after school kind of is easy. Yeah. That's because their schools are kind of close school. together, yeah. right? But, like, yeah. overall, fairly easy. Yeah. I don't have that. With yeah. like, in, in fact, that poor kid's never been, he's only been signed up for, like, one thing. Yeah. Right? Because like, it's, it's not a, a lot every and me, time. Right? Yeah. And that, every, actually, every activity he's done has been an activity where I was involved. And the right. moment he aged out of that, 
Guess what? We weren't signing up for anything. And they both constantly are like, I'd like to try tennis. I'd like to try soccer. Ellis is a grown man. I'd like to try soccer. Um, (laughs) They both voice that they would like to try things. Oh, yeah. They have many interests. Oh, yeah. My kids do, too. And I, again, with the guilt of I should be offering them this. Yeah. But there is... I. And I'm a go-getter. Yeah, you are a go-getter. I'm a go-go-getter. And you go-get. I go-get. Yeah. I don't want to go anywhere. Right. Like, I don't want to run. I know. It's the driving. That's a, the driving. The driving. Is a lot. Yeah. And trying to find the time, the consistency. Yeah. Because I feel like in our house, it's never consistent enough. Yeah. Like, either, again, I have to just yeah. get rid of anything I've scheduled for myself. Right. Because... If Stefan suddenly has to go to town or yeah. if anything happens, I've got to adjust mine to yeah. then meet the kids. Yeah. And I sort of feel like since I'm not necessarily enjoying the things that they'd be scheduled yeah. for, it's a little like like it shines a flashlight on the – so I'm supposed to just make my whole life about parting all around – yes. parting them around, which is unfair to them. Because it, yeah. and that's totally a thing on well, it's, me. It, well, it's not their fault that like they need a car to get somewhere, right? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, they, yeah. that's like my, was my point of asking yeah. Katie Bell. I was like, yeah. how do you think things get scheduled? Yeah. Oh, you know exactly how things have to get scheduled, yeah. right? Yeah. And so it's, and also, that's a lot of that shit costs money. You know, yeah. it's the old like, yeah. all they need is a ball to play soccer. Yeah. And, until you get into competitive soccer right. and you got to go on trips and right. competitions and gear. Like, right? Like, think about how much brain space this is taking this takes up, up for you. Yeah, so like, a lot. I was just saying, okay, so yeah. it's one hour a month. But this whole solving this puzzle yeah. and solving it and resolving it again and again, again, and again. month after month yeah. is, it's so much energy and a lot of it i think has to do with what kids do you have again yeah, the ones totally we see does. successfully being involved in things yeah have a kid who get where that's working like yeah. the schedules work the sleep yeah. works the eating schedule works yeah. the attention span they're works. looking for more stuff to yeah do. there yeah. are yeah it's just like their circadian rhythm goes yeah. with x y and yes. z i think where this boils down to is just that pressure because uh-huh. like even though we're all fairly content not being involved in anything uh-huh. in the house. Like, no yeah. one's complaining either. Yeah. But I do sit there and I think, oh, I compare it to my own, but this time I've been doing these, you know, mm-hmm. sports stuff, or by this time, you know, I was involved in this, you know, weekend program or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And, you know, again, budget-wise and effort-wise, yeah. I know that it doesn't make sense for us to do it. Yeah. Yet... There's still that voice that says, you should be doing this. Yeah. You are a parent now. Uh-huh. Part of that is driving <laughs> all the time. Get yourself something fun to do in the car. Right? Like, yeah. why can't I Why can't I kickstart that chauffeuring joy yeah. that, I, that I feel like I'm supposed to have? And I'm not comparing it to other people. I'm assuming everybody fucking hates it. Yeah. I'm just saying that the story that's been fed to us is do 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 i've got to drop everybody fucking off everywhere right like i yeah and i think about you with three yeah that's like it's really hard to figure it out a lot of the time again just the paint just the first layer of paint yeah just the basic things your kids have to get from a to b yeah 
every day. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's, and, and let's just remind ourselves how little we're scheduling for ourselves. Right. I know. that voice is there too. I know. Yeah. I know. I feel like there's, I've been trying lately. I have been like easing off all the commitments and one thing that came up was Jesse announced that he'd like really like for Oscar to try Little League right now. Okay. And I was like, that's cool. I'm not going to do any part of that. Yeah. So if you want that to happen, you're in charge of doing it. Yeah. And he was like, okay. And he's had this like flyer sitting on his <laughs> desk for like three weeks. And he's like, I keep trying to call and like find out when games are and practices are. And like, nobody knows, like nobody will tell me. <laughs> and like, we've asked around and apparently that's just kind of how it, how it is, is with Le- Little League. Like you just get that you sign up, you get your team, you get all the stuff and then you like find out yeah. when... The practices and the yeah, games are? Yeah, because they all, yeah. And we're, this is baffling to us. Like, yeah. I understand, I, that sounds familiar from my childhood, yeah. but we're just sitting there going, so then how would we ever do that? Like, yeah, we how have will three we know? kids. Like, yeah. we can't, we have to be certain places at certain times. Yeah, like, you're gonna, it's going to be nighttime. It's going to be nighttime. I know. I mean, that's like, it's always, my assumption when I think about signing yeah. <laughs> kids up for any, like, activity yeah. is if it's during the week, it's definitely going to be like, Five o'clock, six o'clock, or, or seven o'clock. Yeah, it's one of those yeah, three. Yeah, because slots. that's when people aren't at work. Right. Yeah, that's when they're doing something. Yeah. And then if it's a weekend, it's just it's going to be any time yeah. on the weekend, probably seven a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Which again would work great for us, <laughs> <laughs> but might be an hour away. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, like the game might be yeah. on the other side of town. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I don't even know. I know. Yeah, I don't even know. Let's schedule ourselves some time to figure it out. In all seriousness, though, that is what we have to do. Yeah. I have to schedule time to sit time down for, to figure yeah, the to schedule. figure it out. We should also be scheduling time for ourselves to do nothing. <laughs> for anyone. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Grove, which makes it easy to find the best natural, eco-friendly products online so you can make better choices for your family with just one click. Grove delivers natural brands you love like Mrs. Meyer's, 7th Generation, and Burt's Bees. And I have been enjoying my dryer balls (laughs) and (laughs) goodbye fabric sheets. You can get this exclusive Mrs. Meyer's offer from Grove before it runs out. Select your favorite spring scents, peony, lilac, mint, and new customers will get a free cleaning set when you place your first order of $20. So you can try Grove's exclusive spring offer now, and for a limited time, our listeners get a three-piece cleaning set from Mrs. Meyer's Spring Scents, a free 60-day VIP membership, and a surprise bonus gift when you sign up and place an order of $20 or more. Check out grove.co slash mother. That's grove.co, not .com slash mother. Grove.co slash mother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350 9485. That's 206 350 9485. 
Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Okay, this is one where I I don't know if it's so much a genius, but I just felt really genuinely good about myself as a mom. Yes. So over the weekend, we, speaking of scheduling, scheduled a sleepover for Gracie's like two best girlfriends from her old school to come over and sleep over. This is their first time hosting one. And we just, things have been so crazy. And I just... Really wanted to make it happen, even though, like, I was kind of dreading how little sleep I would get. <laughs> and amazingly, the night before the sleepover, for reasons, Gracie got up at 3 a.m. and was just up that whole day. Woo! This is leading into the sleepover. Ah. And she woke up Oscar at, like, 4 And then Curtis was up at 5. So I had been awake with her since 3 And I had to make it through that whole day. I mean, Jesse was there, too. But we had to make it through that whole day with the tiredest kids in the world, tiredest non-napping kids, and start a sleepover. And I just fucking did it, you guys, because I was so committed to this. I really wanted it for Gracie. She was so happy. And it was... It was like one of those things that was actually rewarding because we had the sleepover. They had the best time. They were adorable. And she was just so happy the whole time that like by the next day I was just I don't know. I was it was very hard. It was very physically challenging. (laughs) But I just felt like I did something nice for her and she was really happy to receive that nice thing. Yay. Thank you. Very good. Yes. How about you? I started yoga. Oh, my God. You're so good. I scheduled. Speaking of scheduling. Yeah. I was like, no one's going to do anything nice for me. <laughs> and so, like, I guess I scheduled it. Like, it was a really good deal on this place. Like, nearby, it was like 39 bucks for a month of unlimited classes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I wonder if my body can do any of this. And not well. The answer is no, not well. Mm-hmm. But I got to say, it has felt I have put myself first. So good. And it has fucked up some other scheduling things. But I'm doing it. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I feel pretty good. That's great. Good job. Thank you. I'm calling in a genius. My husband and I, as a couple, we don't have the uh, most intimate relationship sometimes, but especially now that we have older children, we've been in a huge rut, and I didn't know how to get out of it. It just felt like it was never going to end, and... I recently decided to talk to him about some new things that we could do, and just talking about it has gotten us out of our rut. So (laughs) while this is not a parenting genius, it is a self-care genius, and (laughs) it was very needed, and it's something great for, you know, thinking about Valentine's Day in a few weeks. So this is me calling in a genius. Get happy with your partner. <laughs> um, you guys are doing a great job. Bye. You are my hero. So good. I just love That's how so I, great. She sounds so happy. Of course she's happy. <laughs> 
and it's so straightforward. Yeah. Like, it's not easy. I don't want to say no. it's easy. But it's it's a thing that you can do. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, in a variety of ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Good job. You're doing a good job. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay. So Oscar's school has a bunch of assemblies all the time. They have tons of assemblies, lots of assemblies, and lots of people are always able to go to the assemblies. <laughs> and I am never able to go. And I always feel bad that I'm never able to go. And this past week, I was able to go. And so I told Oscar, I'm going to be there today at the assembly. And he was all excited. And I said bye to him in his classroom. I said, I'll see you over the at the assembly. And I went over to the assembly and I had Curtis with me. And I held my 35-pound two-year-old throughout <laughs> the entirety of the assembly because parents stand in back for the yeah. assemblies. And he was heavy and it was fine. And I did it. And it was nice to be a part of a thing at the school, which is a very nice school that I like. And when the assembly was over, I was like totally across the room from Oscar. And I was like, well, he knows what to do at the end of the assembly. He came here with his class and I'm sure he'll leave with his class the way he does all the time because they have so many assemblies at the school. So I turned around and I left. (laughs) And when I came to pick him up at the end of the day, Uh he presented me with a letter that he had dictated to his teacher (laughs) that was all about... And you guys, I will post this on our One Bad Mother's Instagram page so you can see what he wrote. He cried. He says, Uh. I cried. Uh, You said you would be at the assembly and you weren't there. I cried. I Mm. was so sad and felt so lonely the whole day. And Uh. then he went on to tell me about how sad he was and how long it took him to feel better and how he had to go sit by himself and he didn't want anyone to talk to him and blah, 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 blah. Anyways, I ca- it took me forever to yeah. convince him that I had actually been there. Yeah. And finally, he came around and we talked about what we could do next time and blah, 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 because the parents have to sit away from the kids yeah. and anything like that. And so we went through all that stuff and finally got to like an okay place about it. The next day I'm taking him into school and he goes, mom, you know, I looked in the parents area and I didn't see you. He still doesn't believe me that I was there. Ah! Teresa. I know. Well, he's done a great job of making you feel bad about that. Wow. Yes. Okay. This is like, it's... It's kind of like like a deja vu fail or like like a foreshadowing fail or a like if I was constantly being bombarded with the idea of a fail that's about to happen. Many of you will remember a long time ago uh, when I was definitely in a forest, I have my machine that I make cappuccinos on and I have the grinder to grind the beans and you pour water into the espresso machine. Right. That's where that goes. Yes. You don't pour water in the the bean grinder. grinder, But I did. Uh Like, I just did it. Uh And I haven't thought much about it. But over the last, like, month, (laughs) every day, Uh I come towards that area with my water. Uh And I literally am like, am I pouring this in the right place? And I have to, like... Like, I see myself pouring yeah. it into the grinder, yeah. and I have to, like, pull my hand over. <laughs> you have, like, post-traumatic I have, stress. I have, I'm just reliving that experience. <laughs> oh, it just shows you that I clearly need some more sleep, uh-huh. that I would be like, but that's exactly what it is. I just keep reliving that yeah. moment over yeah. and over. Yeah. And, like, to the point where I kind of jump. Yeah. I kind of jump when yeah. I start, the water starts pouring. I jump. Yeah. 
just in case oh, I've God. been. It's the fail oh, that follows me. It does. Mm. Hey, Biz and Teresa. I have a, another fail. Um, <laughs> three young boys. And actually, I thought it started out as a genius, but I learned from your show, which was getting, you know, the sock thing. So, like, <laughs> impossible to find a match with the socks. So, went out, got, I don't know, 40, 50 pairs of black socks for the three boys. And then today it hit me as I'm doing the laundry oh, mm-hmm. that my, what I thought was a genius was turning, it had, is actually a huge fail because <laughs> my husband, whose feet are, you know, larger than the boys, but you can't tell the sizes apart and he only wears black socks. So <laughs> now I've solved one problem and created another, which is. <laughs> Figuring out whose socks are the boys and whose socks are my husband's. So, mm. yep, can't win. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. That does suck. That's awful. Yeah. Oh, you are doing a horrible job yeah. being inspired by others. Yeah. <laughs> Don't God. ever take our advice. Don't again. ever or any of our listeners' yeah. advice. The Collins. Hey, oh, one man's genius is another man's fail. <laughs> Well, you're doing a horrible job. Enjoy your socks. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Casper, a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. They offer affordable prices because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to the consumer. And these are really nice products. We sleep on a Casper mattress in our house. Uh, We also use their pillows. Casper brand mattresses combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash badmother and using promo code badmother at checkout. Additional fees may apply for Hawaii and Alaska. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Teresa, let's call someone today. This week, we are calling Jennifer Traig, who is the author of Devil in the Details and Well Enough Alone, and the editor of the Autobiographer's Handbook and Don't Forget to Write. She holds a PhD in English from Brandeis and lives with her family in Michigan. She is here today to talk with us about her new book, Act Natural, a cultural history of misadventure in parenting. Welcome, Jennifer. Oh, thank you for having me. Ah, this is going to be so much fun. But before we get into the fun, we'll, that makes it sound like what I'm about to ask you is not fun. <laughs> That's not true. It's also fun. Who lives in your house? Uh, there are four of us. So I live with my husband, Rob, and um, my nine, but almost 
10-year-old, as she will tell you, uh, <laughs> daughter Rachel, and my seven but almost eight-year-old son, Sam. <laughs> that is pretty sweet. I have a, my nine-year-old, who I like to say instead, she's nine, not seven. She's nine, oh, because yes, it, yeah, that, yeah. I keep assuming she's seven, but she's not. She's nine. Well, it changes every year. Yeah. And I'm fine. <laughs> I really have to think about it for a second yeah. when people ask me how old they are. Well, I know. I'm going to be like, she's going to be like driving away from the house. I'm going to be like, how did you get your license, 20-year-old? Um, <laughs> and a five, how old? I'm like, and a three-year-old who's five. Yeah. <laughs> You are living in the past. I am living one living in the past. So I wanna let's I would like to get into this book, which is a delight. I am a big fan of old parenting styles and advice. (laughs) I love that stuff so much. it makes you feel better about what you're doing. Oh, well, as <laughs> sure. soon as you accept the fact that no one's a fucking expert. Teresa and I, when we first started the show, one of our first topics was like feeding, right? And like all the nonsense about feeding, but all the pressure about feeding. And I was sharing that in my baby book that my mother gave me, it's like, like at two months, it's like chicken. Delicious chicken. So, you know, it's all different. And Teresa was like, check out. Yeah, I was horrified. (laughs) But, like, it does make sense, given what we know about that time. Sure. It was fun. It was protein. It was protein. More protein than my kids are getting. Anyway, in this book, just so people can catch up with us talking, in this book, you take traditional parenting advice and investigate where it came from and why we think the way we do. And I have to ask the really, like, obvious question, because <laughs> I can make up a story as to how this book happened based on my own experiences. What led you down the path of writing this book? Desperation. You know, oh, I yeah. just, yeah, I mean, I had two small children and none of my skills from my previous life, I, you know, a writer and an editor um, <laughs> and a researcher, and, and it just did not transfer. My kids did not care about etymology. They, you know, really <laughs> had no interest in in looking anything up. Um, uh, and I was at sea. And um, so I did the only thing I know how to do, which was try to figure out how parents used to do it. Not necessarily looking for a better way, but more <laughs> looking yeah. for really schadenfreude, you know, that like people did so much worse and yet the species continued, which is exactly <laughs> what I found. Well, it's so funny. There was one time where like, I guess Katie Bell was like five and Ellis was like one and uh, Ellis was a, a loud baby. Anyway, and I was having one of these dark moments and I was like, I turned on the television and I started looking up like 1950s parenting videos and it was like it's Janie's birthday right for like a five-year-old or whatever and it was like this amazing video and I was like oh look how simple look I I was watching it to see how simple things were yeah that like why are we making it complicated look she's just walking around with a baby everybody's dressed beautifully I guess I guess my first question is how far back did you go I, I went back as far as I could, yeah. and um, so there is, there's not documentation, but there are pretty good theories about what caveman parenting was like, mm-hmm. which, and, I, you know, I, I'm not a scientist, and <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how they know this, but apparently they can tell from how our brains developed that 
caveman parents were pretty good parents. They apparently did not beat their children, um, and they helped each other. They kind of co-parented communally. They breastfed. They seem to have just been remarkably relaxed and healthy for a population, you know, that was still fleeing mastodons and (laughs) giant predators. I feel like you have a new children's parenting book. On your hands. No. The caveman <laughs> yeah. parenting. Yeah. I, I, honestly, you yeah. would probably sell a million of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, paleo is so big. Yeah, yeah. Paleo, exactly. Well, paleo that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. So we all have like our own, like, this is totally a norm. And I know it to be true because it is my experience. <laughs> and right. I, this one, that's crazy, but this is totally normal Mm -hmm. and how it's been done forever. Did you have one that maybe you were aware you had or you weren't aware that you had that then as you were doing research, you were like, what? I shouldn't be my two-month-old chicken. (laughs) Yeah, over and over. I mean, everything that I thought was just what you do because you're a normal person who loves your kids turns out to be, you know, a pretty recent invention, like crawling, which I didn't think oh, was optional. So um, and it turns out that's really was only, has only been acceptable for the last hundred years or so before that. Parents wanted to knock their kids down if they saw them crawling uh, because, one, they thought the child would never learn to walk, would grow up deformed, and um, would become <laughs> far too animal-like. Um, I did not know we could skip that. I thought we really... Best had to go through that. Uh, I didn't mind it, but it, yeah. I, you know, in no way did I think it was optional and cultural. Yeah. But, oh my, you know, but that makes total sense. Yeah. Our I mean, I, cleaner is a big part of it. Like, yeah. You know, oh yeah. Yeah. You did not want your child crawling on a medieval floor. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what was one of your favorite that you discovered? This is the most personal, I guess. I don't know if it's a favorite um, because it's just kind of infuriating. That picky eating is recent because it is so deeply entrenched in my own home. And I like to think that it's not a situation I have created for myself, though clearly it is. Um, But, yeah, that's also something that shows up in the historical record about 100 years ago. Um, Before that, apparently kids just ate what they were given. And if they didn't like it, we don't hear about it. But with the invention of, you know, cotton Choice. candy yogurt pouches yeah. and fruit strips and all the great things kids can have now. Um, yeah, suddenly they're not going to eat the chicken. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> did you find that, like, that in most cases the biggest changes sort of came about with, you know, modernization? Yeah. I mean, I think um, once people decided – once they made it their problem, it, that's exactly what it was. It was a problem, and it was theirs. And before that, you know, people kind of let it ride a lot. You know, not that terrible things didn't happen, yeah. um, but people worried about it a lot less. They had bigger things to worry about, you know, tuberculosis and <laughs> widespread famine. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we had picky eating. Yeah, the fucking picky eating, the blight yeah. right. of, of this century. <laughs> Ha ha ha, my kid is a total fucking picky. Yeah, um, yeah, so whatever. So what was it like to research this book? Like, what was your process? And I got to imagine it's kind of fun, but I also have to imagine 
it, there must have been a lot. Yeah, it took five years <laughs> because, you know, I was doing it with small children. Yeah. And as I said, we don't we don't have a lot of common interests. They, <laughs> 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 they, they wanted to watch Peppa Pig. They did not really want to go to the library and look up <laughs> old manuscripts. And uh, yeah, it took forever. And also because I couldn't stay out of rabbit holes. But, yeah. you know, the weirder it was, the more I needed to know about it. And uh, including, like stories of women giving birth to actual rabbits, which was the whole thing in the 18th century. Oh, my gosh. Um, no. It didn't really happen, but really, like, captured the media then. Um, People and, giving birth to rabbits. Yes. Yes, it was a huge story in, I think, the late 1700s. Yeah, and, you know, so I had, uh-huh. to, I had to follow Oh, those yeah, you did. Holes. You would have to. You would have yeah. to do yeah. that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So was not there... True. Not true. Not true. <laughs> Thank happen. you for yeah. clearing that up. The, was it, I mean, I really just want to be like, tell me another one. Tell me yeah, another one. But like, was there, what was like the absolute, like the craziest? Like one where you were like, it took you down a rabbit hole and you were like, oh, that rabbit hole ended right there. I did not think that was going to happen. The the breastfeeding, the, the wet nursing yeah. craze of the 1700s, I still can't get over that. That basically it, in a, it it was done throughout Europe, but really, really very popular in in France, especially in Paris. Women just did not feed their own kids, which you know, fine. But they they outsourced it to such a degree that you you sent your child away to a wet nurse in the country, and this was this was not just common; it was the rule. Basically, I think it was of all the children. Of the like forty thousand children born in Paris in a given year, like eight hundred would be kept at home. The the other thirty two thousand would be sent out to a wet nurse, and it would be a nurse that the parents had never met. Might not be a nurse and might not be wet because um, preteen girls sometimes posed as wet nurses <laughs> just to make money, and oh uh, then your child would be loaded onto basically a hobo who who's called the manure, and he would take the babies out to the country to give to the wet nurses. And, you know, families of means just didn't give it a second thought. Well, you know, here comes the hobo. <laughs> take our child to see you again in five years. And everyone oh! did this, which is crazy to That's me. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. What's yeah. also crazy about that is that it's the way it's described is as a way for your child to be fed. Yeah. But it sounds yeah. like it was basically just a way <laughs> for your child to be raised entirely. Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah. 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 By by people you didn't know. By people you didn't know. Right. You did this as a way to try, try to normalize what you were doing as a parent. Was that, I mean, did you come away from it feeling like a better parent or like that? Or did you actually go, oh, I'm going to try that. That might actually work. I mean, like, we're, yeah. Did you? Yeah. How did it affect your parenting? It did. You know, one, I think I, it helped me embrace my mediocrity that like, <laughs> it's the bar is real low in our house. And, like, I'm keeping my kids fed and yep. clothed and the hair might not get brushed today and that's okay. <laughs> uh, and I felt better about that because historically parents have done a lot worse. And then, and I tried to stay out of things more because that does seem to have been the norm for most of history. And the one place it really helped was the fighting, which mm-hmm. my kids were just nonstop arguing. And uh, like the research showed two things. One, again, Parents didn't consider it a problem until recently, um, and the idea that you would treat all your children the same and that you wouldn't want them to fight was not 
really, you know, widely held that like, no, no, you're going to have a favorite child and you're going to compete to suss out who's the best and who you should invest your resources in. And, uh, and, and the research on more recent parenting, the only thing on, on staying out of children's fights is the only thing that works. Uh, so I started doing that and, um, and yeah, it totally worked. (laughs) So your kids stopped fighting when you stayed out of their fights? Yeah. Okay. And now, <laughs> sorry, I want to know more about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. the other thing I did at the exact same time, so I'm not sure which helped more. Okay. I think we know the answer is they they got their own rooms. Ah! Um, yeah. and that helped a whole lot too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That does. I thought you were going to say, well, we started giving them some whiskey <laughs> in the morning. Also, something done. Also, something done throughout. Yes, with exactly. Yeah. And young history. I yeah. know. Was there anything that you like stopped doing because you were like, oh, maybe that's not a good idea. Uh, <laughs> the yelling. Yeah. But like, yeah. How, give me, give me examples of the yell. Like yelling. I don't know how that's not a parenting norm. I know. Because I'm yelling I, all the time. Yeah. I, I yell a lot. I'm trying to yell less. And part of the reason I yell so much is because my mother yelled and, and always tells me it's my greatest regret as a parent. And and I have to say, like, I don't remember it being a problem. And I feel like, mm, well, yeah. you are a good parent, so I'm going to try and reproduce that. So I yell. But my kids often tell me how much they hate it, and it's scary. So I am trying to do it less. Yeah. Mm. No. Yeah. yeah. Did guilt ever play a part of the research? Did you, like... Did, is guilt a new thing for parents? Did you? Yeah, yeah. totally. Of yeah, course. yeah. That was mostly Freud. Um, before that, you know, the parents' job was to have the kids, but not necessarily to raise them. You know, you had help or neighbors or you know the older children to do that. And so, if something went wrong, you didn't blame the mother or the or the parents. You blamed, you know, the devil. Um, <laughs> they were, you know, a curse. Uh, But you didn't didn't blame their mother not paying enough attention to them. It's definitely the devil. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. It feels that way sometimes. Yeah. Uh, All right. Last question. And, uh, you know, maybe you gained this insight. It's okay if you did not gain this insight from all this research. But and maybe your thought has changed since the book came out. But why do we do this? Did you have, like, I mean, like, oh, where does this come from? What is the motivation? Why? And is it helpful? Like, I mean, is it helping us as parents? I, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. What's the takeaway? I, you know, I think we really don't realize we have a choice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, we're just, we're doing what we see other people doing who are doing what they saw other people doing, and we just keep doing it and don't question it, which most of the time is fine. Um, but yeah, I think most of us, it, like once you've made the choice to have kids, that's the last choice you ever make. <laughs> Everything else just feels like desperation and just try to get through the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Definitely. <laughs> that, is a, that is a true statement. <laughs> that is a norm that will always continue. <laughs> Guys, this book is so much fun. Again, it's called Act Natural, A Cultural History of Misadventure and Parenting. I cannot recommend it enough. This is a really fun one just to pick up and put those of us who are parents and never have time to read. This one is perfect. It's really a fun read. Makes you feel good about yourself. <laughs> we need more of that. Or, or maybe it gives you some ideas. <laughs> 
Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to link everybody up to all the social media and to where they can get a copy of the book. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Have a great day. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. It's me, Paula Poundstone. And it's me, Adam Felber. We have a podcast called Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. It's a comedy podcast where we bring on experts to teach us stuff we need to know. And, by the way, the guy who came to tell us what to do when you encounter a bear never showed up. Anyway, it's fun. You are guaranteed laughs in every episode. You can't really guarantee laughs. What if somebody doesn't laugh? We'll get sued. Join us for our next episode where we have an expert in consumer law explain to us how to defend ourselves against one humorless litigious shut-in with enough time on their hands to sue us over our unfulfilled claim of guaranteed laughs in every episode here at MaximumFun.org. The Cat of the Week is Mabel from Green Bank, West Virginia. Mmm, this cocoa is perfect, honey. Oh, thanks, babe, but the kids made it. Sherry, Kevin, how are your Max Fun Drive decorations coming along? I made a giant enamel pin for all of us to put at the top of the rocket. But, Moms, I always put the pin on the top of the rocket myself. Oh, Kevin, honey, it's time to start sharing these things. Whatever. The pod fairy isn't real. Mama and Mommy pay for our quality podcast. <gasps> mommy? Mama? Is the pod fairy fake? Well, sweetie, the truth is no one pod fairy could make all the wonderful shows you love to listen to. And it, it's true. Your mommy and I choose to pay a small monthly amount to make sure those shows exist. Hmm. I guess it does take a lot of work and resources to create a podcast. From generating ideas and booking guests and writing scripts and editing. Um, yes, honey. That's very important. And starting March 18th, we can listen to the year's best Max Fun Drive shows, knowing that we're helping make them happen. We wish you a great Max Fun Drive and a I love it. So into that. I'm so into it. So into that. We should schedule some time Mm -hmm. to look at how other people did it. Uh huh. It's so. It really is such a fun book, guys. Yeah. Eye opener. We are not as isolated as we think we are. Mm -hmm. Speaking of not being as isolated as we think we are, let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hey, one bad mother. Um, This is. A rant, I guess. I just need to say how hard this is sometimes. And I know that no one cares and it's hard for everybody, but I just have to say that it's really hard sometimes. I have a five-year-old in TK and I have a one-year-old at home with me full-time. And I work full-time from home. And because of my husband's work schedule, I also do the drop-off and pick-up for my son. Um, And I spend most days just feeling like a half-assed employee and a half-assed mom and not a whole anything. And it's just hard. So 
I just needed to say it. So thank you for listening and thank you for the show. And you guys are doing a great job. You are too. You're yeah, doing you are. a great job. This is that one foot in, one foot in something else. Yep. It's I, There's no foots that aren't somewhere. Yeah. Like you're, you have no time to be a self. A whole. Yeah. You're just self. doing a bunch of different stuff all the time. Yeah. I. It is a lot. And it goes back to what we were talking about at the very beginning. How are we supposed to schedule? Yeah. How are we supposed to do it? No. It's really, I mean, it is. It's survival mode. These are like yeah. massive expectations. Yeah. That are. So hard. On parents. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It it really a is. A full-time one-year-old is more than enough work for one person. Yeah. Just that. And then. Just that. And yeah. then look at all the other stuff that you're doing. And then there's the misconception of working from home. Right. So it's. Yep. It's really difficult to work from home when there's a one-year-old there. Yeah, and the five-year-old's there a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. If they're in TK. And you're spending half your time driving left and right. Yeah. It is really difficult. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so much. You're feeling exactly uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so... I just... Guys. Yeah. This has got to change. Yeah. I mean, this cannot be our it's norm anymore. way too much. It is... Way too much. And it and it shouldn't just be that people have to like, you know, people should be allowed to have options mm-hmm. when it comes to how they are managing their time. Yes. As a self and as a parent and as a partner or as an employee, all the different hats that we wear. And we just aren't going to do that until we as a society say that. Parenting is important. Yeah. <laughs> like really important. Yeah. And that we need to be helping each other. Yeah. And that human parents yeah. are important. Yeah. And everybody needs a break. Nobody can parent around the clock full time forever without a break. Yeah. I you, will. Then you break. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because it's fucking impossible. Yeah. And you are doing, you are doing such a good job. You are. And we hear you and we see you and you are absolutely not alone in feeling this. That's not going to take any of that away. Mm-hmm. But uh, you got this. Yeah. And you're, I know you said you're doing a half assed yeah. job. You're doing an amazing, amazing job. job. Yeah. Look at everything that you're doing. Yeah. Yes. You can only do the best that you can do. Yeah. At all of those things. I know. And you're doing great. Yeah. What did we learn today? We learned that scheduling. Is a nightmare. <laughs> Unless you're, I did say to Stefan, eh, we're talking about scheduling today. I don't know what to say. And he goes, well, it's because you're scheduling your sleep, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fair enough. I have a gift for scheduling. Mm-hmm. I just fucking hate scheduling. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not the schedule part that's a problem. Mm-hmm. It's the implementing the schedule mm-hmm. that I don't want to do. But, like, I think it's just... It's just like so much and it plays on our guilt of not providing everything we can provide for our children because we've somehow suddenly said it's not safe for kids to just go do their own fucking thing. (laughs) Go over to Genevieve's house and play her piano. (laughs) You know, like. (laughs) I, I think there's also part of this that is kind of the pain of always having people in our house because I think that part of it is that when we don't have something scheduled, 
Like, yeah. like our, like my desire is to not have anything scheduled because I, I'm tired and I, I want a break. Right. But if I don't have something scheduled and everybody's just home, yeah. that's not a break to me. No. So there's kind of this like icky yes. thing where I do, I think I do also, we didn't talk about this, yeah. but I think I do also have this like constant motivation to kind of have things fit into certain blocks of the day yeah. on every day. Because we do need stuff to do. Yeah, I agree. Um, but then that's it. Still feels like to- too much, no matter right. what we're doing. Because even if it's not like a, like a like a every week activity that's yeah. like it's baseball or yeah. it's this club that you're doing. Yeah. Even if it's just we need something to do this weekend. Yeah. You got to start looking. You yeah. got to start. Go to the calendars. Right. What is happening yeah. this weekend? Who's What's going to go? We could go. Like, which Who's gonna component take? of family members yeah. is going to go? Is this something yeah. we can all do yeah. or only part of yeah. us? Do I want to be the one left at home with the one child yeah. or do I want to be the one who takes? Yeah. yeah. Who but, needs to nap at what yeah. time? Uh, who needs, yeah. I mean. I know. Yeah. We can't take anybody anywhere <laughs> until they're teenagers and they don't want to be anywhere. Ha-ha! Until they can drive themselves. Right. (laughs) We also learned that everything we're doing wrong or right is normal and has been wrong and right throughout history. Yay! Yay! We also learned that the Max Fun Drive is coming and you should get ready for that. And if you're already a member, you should check out the new bonus episode. That's really fun. And hopefully we can make you tear up. Oh, yeah! For me. That's right. Um, So, yeah. Yay! Everybody, you are doing a remarkable job. You are. Yeah. I'm not even going to elaborate too much this week because it's just the hard truth. Yep. You're nailing it. Teresa, you're doing a very good job. Thank you, Biz. So are you. Thank you. I'm going to go home and go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.